Welcome to Sizing Up the Music. I'm your host, W.J. My special guest is British singer-songwriter, classical guitarist, music therapist, based in Shanghai, China, Jane Nicola Douglas. So come on in, take off your shoes, and let's size up the music. Welcome aboard, Jane. How are you doing? Jane, you've had an extraordinary music journey. You've traveled to so many different countries. But before you get into that, tell your fans and listeners, where did you grow up? I grew up in the UK in Somerset. And that's the countryside. It's about two hours southwest of London. It was beautiful, very, very idyllic place, very peaceful. And for me, the nearest village shop was about an hour's, no, not an hour. It was about half an hour's ride on a bike, if I remember correctly. And then, you know, when I went to school and all those things, I'd have to walk all the way down the hill <laughs> about 15 minutes. And then a school bus would pick me up and take me to school. And then when I went to college, it was like walk down the hill, pick up one bus, then go on to another bus. So, you know, it was really a little bit out in the sticks. And then later, I sort of moved into the nearest town, which was Froome. And then as I went into my studies, I moved to London. I didn't initially want to go to London, uh, but it just had the course which I wanted, which was a performing arts course. And I thought, oh, great, I can do a little bit of singing, a little bit of dance. Uh, And I thought it would be like fame. But actually, later on, I swapped to just a music degree because I felt that would be better to concentrate my efforts in one area. All right, all right, all right. Now tell us about your music and travel journey. I was living in the UK, in London, although I'm from Somerset, and I suddenly thought... I think I need something different. I need travel. And so I literally (laughs) remember, and this is a little bit crazy, um, I did a meditation. I opened a travel book and it had all the countries around the world listed in it. I said, whatever page it lands on, I'm going. And it landed on China. And that was it. I sold my van. I, um, you know, gave up my flat. I gave up my job. Uh, I did do (laughs) a TEFL English certificate because I thought, well, if I don't teach music or I'm not a music therapist, then I know I can teach English in China. And so that's how it started. And I literally came out to China. Hey, Jane, that was... Hey, Jane, that was a marvelous move. Now, what surprised you the most at Shanghai, China? It's just hugely exciting to be in a completely different place that I didn't really understand. It was just so vibrant and so different to everything that I knew. And I did start off teaching English, but I very quickly moved back into music teaching in a university. And then I started gigging with Chinese musicians, which was really rather funny because I was, remember, there was one rock um, band and uh, we didn't speak the same language. They spoke a little bit of broken English the guitarist did and I spoke a little bit of broken Chinese so often I would end up in the wrong place for gigs (laughs) but I got there and it was great fun I've lost touch with them now I should really find out where they are fantastic Jane 
Jane, while you were there, did you move around different places or did you stay in one area? I moved to different countries. Now, this was partly because as well as my performing side, I also teach music. Um, I'm very passionate about that too. Um, I do have a background in music therapy and I'm probably one of the first black music therapists to have trained in the UK. Uh, there are a lot more now, which is good to see. Uh, so I also went to Singapore, uh, which was very vibrant for performance and recording. I also went to Hong Kong and Sky Production Studios with Chris Fong was very, very important to my journey where I recorded a couple of CDs. Uh, but I was sending these back to the UK to my producer at the time, Graham Holdaway, who was then um, doing all the final pr production and adding all the extra instruments into the work. But uh, there would be one or two key people that I'd work with, like a bass player or a guitarist and they were expat musicians living in China and Hong Kong. <laughs> How about that? That's amazing. Jane, what drove you to become a songwriter? Um, in terms of being driven to be a songwriter, uh, it didn't really happen like that. I think for me, what happened is that I was training in, initially as a classical guitarist all the way back in Somerset in the UK. And I just started songwriting. It was very natural to me to hum along, write down some lyrics, jam along. And at that time, I had one of those old-fashioned tape recorders, you know, the ones with the, the wheels going around, the plastic tape, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a real old relic. So I would record my songs into this tape recorder and I'd listen back. And in listening back, that's your best guide because you hear what sounds good when you've gone too much over the top, when you need to pull the rhythm back, when you need to change the chord. And so I'd be recording these songs and I'd be my own guide within the music. And I would just keep doing this. And then I started to perform these songs at, you know, local parties, village parties, this would be because I was in Somerset in the countryside and then later on at folk nights and gigs and things like that as I grew up and then I went to the nearest town and I would get a response from people and so that would really keep me going but it was just something that I did it was a very natural process to me to be practicing music which my parents were very uh, you know we always had to do half an hour a day five uh, five days a week and then it was more I think when I started doing grades but in terms of the songwriting I was just doing it all the time and I wasn't inspired by any other songwriters at that time it was just something that I did wrote my music and wrote these songs that's amazing yes astonishing Jane as a natural songwriter what do you write about in terms of what I like to write about, well, uh, I tend to write a lot um, about the male and female animus, relationships, uh, love, sometimes the darker, more conflictual side of love. This tends to come out in my music, but when I'm creating these songs, um, a lot of people ask me, well, are these situations true? Is this a true story? And it might not be that the whole song is a true story, but the feelings in the song are very real or and and 
um, although I portrayed the song in a male and female animus way, it may just be representative of a difficult and conflictual situation in a relationship and just really going into it and sharing and processing it. And I think really through the songwriting, it, you know, people sort of think, well, you know, that sounds depressing. Why don't you write about love? But it's not depressing because it's in singing about it and processing it and creating it into art that it becomes something beautiful and it takes on a new life itself. And this has been said to people by me, this has been said by people to me that sometimes when they listen to my music, they're sort of drawn into this world and it makes them think about their own life or aspects in their own life. Jane, I can see and feel your music is connected to your music therapy training. It's healing. It's about love, conflicts, relationships. It makes you think about your own situations. It's real life experiences. And that's astonishing. Marvelous. Jane, where are you based? I'm now based in Shanghai and uh, I initially came to Shanghai in 2009 and then moved straight down to Ningbo and that was the start of my journey in China. But over the 14 years that I've been here, I've been in many different cities in Singapore, China and Hong Kong and that has been work related. Uh, so yeah, this is a really exciting place to be, a very exciting place. And the reason why it's exciting is because it's so different to how I grew up. Every day I see something that, you know, it's like, oh, right, <laughs> you know, even though it's familiar in some ways because I've been out here a long time, it's still like things surprise me or interest me. And I like that feeling. What is your hometown Somerset known for? And when you left, were your family concerned about you leaving? In Somerset, which is the land of cheddar cheese and cider. And there were just fields everywhere, you know. And I just had, I was very lucky because I had a family which did allow me to go off exploring wherever I wanted to. And I think this is uh, less rare. You know, I live in the city now in Shanghai in China where you probably wouldn't let your children go off roaming wherever they liked. But, you know, I'd say, oh, I'm going off here. And I'd go off and I'd explore. So I always had this sense, strong sense of self and being out in the environment around me, you know, and I had a bike. And when I moved abroad, it's quite intense at time, you know, I may be teaching or gigging or composing. And sometimes I just need a break because everything is familiar but unfamiliar it's not my culture it's not my country but it kind of strikes up this chord in me and just going off somewhere sometimes I would just rent a place and I would just write and just take my it wouldn't be a tape recorder as it was then but you know I might take my little gadget and I start recording or writing and I find that um, I'm probably yeah. <laughs> I'm probably an introvert if you haven't guessed but by doing that process yeah. just hmm. sort of cutting off um, getting into the music that, you know, this is where a lot of the songs would come out, which may have been dormant for a while, um, but that's when the, the fruit is really coming out nice and strong. So soldiering really helps you, right? And I feel with sojourning, it kind of sharpens my creative muse. You know, it keeps me fresh. It keeps me going under the surface 
keeps it gets me to go under the surface and get away from the mundane things like, oh, I've got to do the dishes, or I've got to pay the bill, or I've got to talk to this person. It takes you away from that and just takes you into another uh, dimension. You know, I think people, uh, creative people do that in many ways. Maybe some get a kick out of jamming with others. And true, I do sometimes get a kick out of that. But that's not really where the songwriting comes from. It's, it's a sojourn, sojourn, really, for me. Jane, you were initially trained as a classical guitarist and later began to explore folk, jazz, singing, and composition. Was there a correlation that drove you to explore more into yourself and why? I, yeah, I trained as a classical guitarist. That's quite funny thinking back on it. But, you know, I did all the grades and I used to sit there with my little footstool. I did the associated board grades and I loved it. But I'm not completely defined as a classical guitarist. And there's more to me than that. I have a deep love for all forms of music. And after I did that, um, I went on and I went to university and I did a jazz and contemporary degree. Now, to be honest, I didn't fit in in the normal way that maybe a student should do because I didn't follow all the rules and to be honest I was so passionate about my songwriting and songwriting wasn't a big thing there composition was but that was in a set way where you were following other people's things and I remember you know people saying to me and tutors well yes Jane very nice very nice but you know you've got to follow the rules <laughs> and I wasn't interested so that was quite difficult for me. So Jane what, what did you do? <laughs> How did you get into music therapy and what college did you attend? You know, I probably did follow some rules. And at that time, I was also very interested in music therapy. And other than that, it was also sound healing. But I was thinking, well, how am I going to make a living out of sound healing? Because it's all sort of, uh, I, was, I thought about the aspects of chakras and I was interested in meditation and all these alternative therapies. But yeah, so music therapy, that was quite big. And um, I started to look into it. So after I did this music degree, I went, um, I got in uh, in Cambridge. It was Anglia Rushkin University, as it's now called. And I trained for a year as a music therapist. Now you have lots of different degrees. So what did you do? Now, I did have some time in and out of doing these different degrees, uh, being a bit of a, a slightly rebellious person. I didn't need, see, need time out from the academics sometimes. And that was when I hung out in London and I started jamming. So you were jamming. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Jane, did you meet any influential music people in your journey that still have that lasting effect on you? Um, just going back a bit before the music therapy, I met somebody, well, two people who were hugely influential to my journey. And one of them was Sonia Christina, who um, is a, an amazing singer-songwriter and tours all over the world even now. And she just listened to my songs and accepted me for who I was. You know, I, I love doing these songs. She was also kind of teaching me jazz and other stuff because that's what the course required uh, in London. But she really listened to me. And she was perhaps the best critic because when I sang, if I was singing something which wasn't genuine or, or authentic, she'd tell me, nope, 
this this isn't it. But she'd tell me in a very kind way. And I remember one performance I did in the university. I just took off my shoes and I think I did it a cappella. And that was because of her, because she was really making sure that I reached a core, you know. So she was very exciting woman to know um, as a teacher, as a friend. Um, I'm still in touch with her now and have huge respect for her processes with me. And, and she hasn't just done that for me. She's done that for many. So that's Sonia Christina. All right, all right, all right. Who else was special to you in your music? Sonia introduced me to Graham Holdaway, my producer, who's actually passed away now. He passed away in 2020, and I did a podcast about him and spoke to his wife and Sonia and many people who'd worked with him throughout the years because he'd done a lot for Nation Records and then independent artists such as Damon Albarn in the early days, uh, Sonia Christina, and then he, he was a sound technician in the Houses of Parliament. So Graham and I got on, he recorded my first tracks and I remember going along and, you know, going into the studio. And after that, I started to fund and make my own albums and Graham recorded them. Now, he was special because I like to perform live in a studio. I don't put the drum track down or whatever and then the bass and then this. I actually perform with my guitar right there singing at the same time and he'd capture that. Performing in the studio. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's amazing. Jane, when did you record your first CD? You used a different name at that time, didn't you? The first uh, CD that we did um, called Stacy J. Douglas at that time, because I'd had a different stage name, I had all the musicians around me and we did it within about four, four or five takes each song. Um, you know, it took a while to get them worked up and ready, but that's what we did. And it had a fire about it. And I, I remember the mics just being very close around me, but you can hear every single element of each performer within the way that he set up those mics, recorded us and then produced us. Um, so I'm always grateful for that. Um, and then he did other work through the years. Jane, you are amazing. Living in a foreign country and you can't speak the fluent language. How did you get your music produced? And when I moved abroad, what happened is that I, of course, it's hard to communicate in a, in a Chinese studio. Like, you know, how do you say, um, can I have this or have that? And they can communicate with me. I need a translator. So I ended up going to Hong Kong to Sky Production Studios where they do speak English. Um, but I wanted someone to produce it in the, in the way that felt authentic to me. So I would send these uh, works off to, to Graham to produce. Jane, what is your music genre? Um, a lot of my work is quite experimental. It doesn't stay in one vein. Um, I had a hard time, well, not a hard time, I would say, but there was a thing around genre, I guess, because uh, when I did, I think it, my first CD, was that 1996, I think? Um, yeah, it was like, well, what genre is this? This isn't soul, R&B, which of course was being played all the time. It wasn't quite folk because it had a jazzy influence. It wasn't quite pop. <laughs> it wasn't pop at all. So it was like, where do you place this music? So I actually invented my own genre and called it soul folk because it just seemed to be a mix. You know, I... 
I pick or I strum with a classical technique in some ways because that's been my background as a guitarist. But, um, you know, these songs that are coming from me, they are born of my own genre, so to speak. And I find now, you know, many years later, that genres have opened up a bit, that it's not such a commercial thing. And when I'm teaching kids world music, you know, world music may be very different for one kid <laughs> to another kid, because it depends where they come from. You know, if your mum's from Africa and your dad's from China, you know, what is world music to you, depending on where you grew up or what you do? So, you know, it's kind of like, um, I, I've just been thinking around that, but I had to find a genre and in a sense, so soul folk seemed to make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Soul folk, marvelous. <laughs> Jane, you're a special talented artist. The work you are doing in Shanghai, China is incredible. Your music is helping children and adults around the world. Keep it up. Your music is healing, it affects positive changes, social functioning of individuals, and that's miraculous. Right, all right, all right. What's next? What's next for me? Well, I will keep on making music and songwriting is still a very big passion of mine and I look forward to recording again soon. Uh, and we're out of lockdown now, so uh, you know I'm able to travel anywhere in China and go back to Hong Kong if I want to. Uh, I like to do a lot of getting out into the community and setting up jams and gigs with people when I do that in the next city here. Uh, there's a lot of people who I really connect with, so I look forward to going back to Hangzhou and I look forward to sharing more music with you. Fantastic, Jane. Where can your fans and listeners find your music? Website, you can find me at www.janenicola.com and most of my CDs are out on Spotify and Apple and iTunes. Um, you can search Jane Nicola Douglas. Previously, I did have a slightly different stage name, which was Stacy Jane Douglas with an E. So about three, four of my earlier albums are under that name too. And some are just about to be re-released. And all of this was released independently by me without a record label because I was just curious to keep on traveling traveling, exploring, and recording my own work in a way that felt right to me. There it is. You heard it from the British artist herself, Jane Nicola Douglas, from the UK. And thank you for riding all the way with WJ. Your support is greatly appreciated. You can put your shoes back on.